I'm Mike Shrews. And I'm Tivis. And you're listening to... MonsterCast. Episode 2. Welcome back again, everybody. I am Mike Shrews with my co-host, Tivis. How you doing today, man? I'm doing good. Awesome. I still got some jelly beans from Easter, so. <laughs> Which Easter? No. Um, again, no idea. I bought them on sale. <laughs> welcome back to the MonsterCast, the podcast where we watch the episodes and or movies or whatever we can find of the monsters. And right now we are going through the first official show of the monsters, the 1964 to 1966 show. And today we are going to be talking about episodes two and three of the show. If you uh, did not check out last week, we talked about episode one and did a little introduction for ourselves. I feel like we got our groove down now. Maybe. Maybe. Emperor's we'll got see. his groove back. Or his clothes back. What was it? What? <laughs> Emperor's new groove. <laughs> okay, whatever. Sure. It's based on like, you know, uh, well, okay, we're just moving along <laughs> to so we'll be talking about a uh, My Fair Monster first, which aired on October 1st, 1964. All right. Written by Norm Liebman and Ed Haas, which I said last week were the people who wrote the two pilots. Uh, and it's directed by David Alexander, who did two episodes of Get Smart, two episodes of the original Star Trek. And six episodes of Decoy. Awesome. I feel a lot of the guys that probably worked on Star Trek might have ended up working on here because it's I have the, the two same episodes. Time. I figured you would ask, but you did. Oh, what two episodes? <laughs> uh, the Way to Eden. Okay. And Plato's Stepchildren. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I can see that. Um, for those unfamiliar, Mike is a Trekkie. <laughs> And the horror fan, and I'm an all-around good guy. <laughs> Mostly a trackie. Get it, good, good, good guy doll. Yeah, okay. Terrence doesn't get that one. No, uh, for my horror fans out there, y'all can get it, especially if you see in the video. Uh, oh, we uh, are doing video. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> okay. Cool. Howdy. We're recording it. We might as well. Oh, so I don't know where it's going yet. So this episode, My Fair Monster, as Tivis explained, uh, starts off. Here's the synopsis. Concerned over Marilyn's difficulty in keeping a boyfriend's keeping keeping a boyfriend's what? All right. Rewind. Concerned over Marilyn's difficulty in keeping boyfriends, Grandpa cooks up a love potion and slips it into her oatmeal. But when Marilyn refuses to eat breakfast, the potion ends up in the wrong mouths. Can you say love potion number nine? Um, 
Is that you or the synopsis? Me. That was me. Okay. Uh, I would say that is an amazing reference that I do not believe they put there. No, they did not. No. Uh, actually, the movie was not around for Love Potion number nine. Only the song was around by the time this uh, episode came out. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even think of the movie. I thought of the song immediately. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, there is a movie. Um because the movie came out in 92. The song came out in... Oh, I am going to buy that and put that in my uh, playlist with the Witch Doctor and uh, Purple People Eater. And Nin- annoy my wife with those. The songs? <sighs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the song came out in 1959, if anyone is curious uh, for that. Anyways, we are moving on to the Munsters, episode two. Uh, my Fair Munster or Munster. There we go. Tivis, take it away for me, man. How does this episode start out? Or what did you like about this episode? Whichever. I don't care. We got 45 minutes to talk about it, too. (laughs) This one, it it feels more like a pilot or first episode than the first episode did. And there's a reason for that. Uh, Uh They actually recycled a ton of this stuff from the second unaired pilot. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, so you know, uh, what do you? It's, I'm curious, it's another one where uh, Marilyn is showing up with her boyfriend. Well, I'm, I'm curious too about that. Uh, the first thing I thought as soon as she shows up with another boyfriend, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I was like, oh, great, every episode is going to start with Marilyn just showing up with a boyfriend, we're gonna get into this routine, but no, that doesn't happen, uh, at least all the time, <laughs> um. So she shows up with another boyfriend. I'm just like thinking, I'm like, so Marilyn's just like constantly just with dudes, but she's never closing the deal. Like as far as a long-term relationship type thing going so far anyways that we're seeing because they've clearly made in this episode, they clearly are The last are one ran away with its hair on him. The, the last one ran hair. away in this episode. They, the family is clearly concerned that she's never going to find love or something like that. I wonder. Uh, she looks they? so different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is there a reason for that, Tivis? Well, we actually <laughs> find out. I'll be honest. I don't remember how this one starts. I know she pulls up and like uh, Herman answers the door, I believe. Yep. And he's got like a menacing face. And then it just turns the guy yeah, the run, uh, climbing over the fence. Bolts out of there, which. Yeah. Which I'm kind of glad that they left that for the second episode, because as we discussed last time, I really like that they didn't do something like that for the first episode Mm -hmm. uh, for the introduction of Herman. So we already know it's a comedic character and stuff like that by the second episode. Then it's fine. Yeah, play that stupid gag all you want. And then I don't think we meet any of the other family yet. We go right into the, the song, right? The theme. Uh, yeah, you see him basically after. Yeah, you see him basically. Just he sees Herman. He bolts out of there and he jumps over their fence. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, it. Yeah, yeah. That's all you really get. And then you go into the credits and stuff, or the opening credits, I should say. Come back to the kitchen where Grandpa is losing checkers to a ghost, which I loved. Which is it supposed to be the Invisible Man? Oh, it could be. It could be. 
I was I was curious about that because the this is Universal and they're all their monsters. Yeah. I was like, I wonder if it's supposed to be Universal Man or yeah. Universal Man. Does that mean he always lives <laughs> with Invisible <them>? Man, <laughs> Universal Man. Was it Roman Reigns? <laughs> Wrestling jokes don't come here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah no i i was like oh maybe it's supposed to be invisible man and uh but i mean they never say anything because they, all they say because then later there's another scene where or the ne- same scene but um marilyn is naming off who's in the room or whatever they don't say nothing about the the ghost or invisible man in the room <laughs> i'm like what is he chopped liver I, i'm wondering because we we established that grandpa might be a a mooch that just crashes with them. Yeah. Last last week, uh, I'm wondering, does he have people who come and stay just randomly, like his buddies? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, is this Hotel Transylvania where they all just like camp out? <laughs> uh, then we get Eddie, who's just sitting in the fireplace. Which, uh, sure, whatever. Uh, they also reference his uh coffin, which call back to last episode even though this one was you know written first (laughs) yeah i didn't understand the 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 him being in the fire place no he's in the cabinet a lot too it's he likes to be in places but they actually had fire going in i'm like did they just tell the kid you know he's like stay in this specific area. <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't think of that. Oh, <laughs> Don't move. Oh. And when you get out, you have to step here and make sure your coat doesn't touch the flames. <laughs> oh, God. I hope that was only one shot. <laughs> <laughs> These are things well, you then, think about when so you reshoot. So. Yeah, back then the reshoots. Um, one thing I did really like about this, because you've already mentioned the uh, the the ghost. I'm gonna call him the Invisible Man because why not? Universal mm-hmm. monsters, monsters. Um, uh, the Invisible Man gag right away with the the checkers pieces. The it was checkers, right? Yeah, it was checkers. Yeah, with checkers. checker pieces moving by themselves. Like it was a really good gag for the time. I mean, granted, mm-hmm. like Bewitched and stuff has done a lot of the moving stuff too. You didn't see any strings, and they play a lot no. of those gags in this episode where they are moving stuff. Like Grandpa is like moving rugs and chairs and stuff just by like, for some reason, Dracula has like powers to move Magic. stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I um, I, I really enjoyed just seeing the gags being pulled off and not seeing a string i think the only one that was kind of weak was when he goes down into his lab later and you see a bat flying around but i mean it's the 60s i was like why not it looked fine it, it still looked bur- better than birdemic that horrible like fan film people tried to make years ago and they had freaking computers <laughs> uh during this scene though we find out that Marilyn is the daughter of lily's sister which raises some questions for me is was uh lily's sister also turned by you know grampula or uh or was she still is she human still normal is right. she actually related to lily because <laughs> we're still not sure about grandpa but also lily is like supposed to be like hundreds of years old too because yeah in the previous episode they say grandpa's been living with again 
it's just it's a sitcom TV show from the sixties. I get it, but you gotta analyze some things, right? Why not have and some they fun? Do, they serialize a lot. Continuity, man. Continuity. Yeah. <laughs> it's so. a big thing, <laughs> especially back then. They didn't care. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was one of the harder things, though, probably back then too, to keep the continuity going with, especially with a show where most of your dialogue is gags and jokes about you know oh he's a vampire hundreds of years we've been living with him hundreds of years you know they they do do a really good job with this show i think better than a lot of others around that time with keeping things uh you know consistent yeah i think i remember i dream a genie um watching that several episodes she says she's so many years old and it's different in like several different seasons (laughs) i'm like what what like i noticed it so (laughs) They did that throughout Doctor Who too, but they explained that with he just forgot. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was um all right, so back to this show, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I've never watched Doctor Who, but I plan on starting from black and white ones. Uh it's a long journey, but this is my journey now. <laughs> um, so my fair monster, uh the runtime for these are what, 25 minutes, I want to say. 25 yeah, 22, minutes. 23. Yeah, something like something that. Like that. Easy watch for anybody that wants to just sit down and toss one on here and there. Um, again, if you have not checked it out, uh, they have the Munsters, the complete series, the 2008 version on Amazon for 10 bucks. I believe it's still 10 bucks. Definitely a I'm good with purchase. The pilots and some yes. movies. Unaired pilots and all the extra uh, documentary stuff and all that stuff like that. Yeah. And the two movies that correlate with the same actors and characters. Um, so we see grandpa playing the chess with the invisible man and Marilyn comes in. So how, how does this work out? Cause she starts complaining. She starts talking about how, uh, she's got another date. Yeah. And she's worried about, you know, uh, chasing this one away and grandpa's like, yeah, you know, I might be able to help her. Yeah. It's not her fault she's got this affliction. <laughs> Basically. Uh, I believe Herman's just sitting there reading a newspaper during all that. He's also chiming in, which little fun fact here, talking about last week we talked about some great stuff that they hid into these mm. uh, shows. This newspaper, if you see the title, it's called uh, uh, my German's a little rusty, uh, Die Welt. Which it was a newspaper from the at that time West Germany, which Grandpa then mentions how things are are not like they were in the old country, which mm. could be a reference to uh, Mary Shelley's novel, which takes place in Germany. That'd be nice. That'd be cool. Yeah. Awesome. Um, uh, I love Herman. Dude, that's a pretty cool fact, actually. Um, <laughs> I do love uh, how Herman reacts. He's like that separated uncle. Like he's the uncle by through marriage, basically, in this setting. And so everything that is wrong with the niece, is, he's like kind of blaming it on 
his wife pretty yeah, much. <laughs> and and of course as being the person who's not blood related and we've all seen this most likely somewhere in our families they're the ones that like to speak the most about how somebody is or isn't being raised <laughs> and and um everything and and this is the monsters is in the 60s so this is past the time of dowries too so we didn't have you couldn't just sell the daughter off <laughs> anymore the niece or whatever <laughs> so Oh, oh I, I, and and I'm sure Herman was probably a, some parts of him were from that time period. So he's he's like kind of showing it there. Like she's never gonna get married. She's we're gonna be live like like you know like some parents these days. We're gonna we're never gonna get our fucking kids out of the house. Excuse my language, but still like we're never gonna get them out of the house. And they're never gonna get married and stuff. Uh, which was a big thing back in like the fifties. 60s this was still the early 60s so they were still feeling the 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 same pressures that the women did in the 50s on you know you have to find the man you have to get married and all that stuff and it was interesting to see that coming from a character like herman so uh because he does it multiple times throughout the show for sure Mm -hmm. Uh, throughout this episode anyways um you know, most of these things, it's like uh, the character things that they pick up, they they kind of drop them every other episode, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, but yeah, um, Tibbis, continue. Well, we then go to uh, <laughs> Grandpa's laboratory in the basement, which again, we see his potion-making prowess, which again, mm. isn't that spectacular. Yeah. Uh, his uh book apparently wants to kill his granddaughter yeah it reminds me of the book from hocus pocus (laughs) yeah it's the original wikipedia (laughs) why are you showing me poison uh, poisons i wanted to see potions (laughs) uh spell Uh, check (laughs) yeah uh we see a little bottle of frank sinatra which again unintentional but a great continuity from the last episode where yes. he has bottles of people's essence. Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, do you think the ancient magic book has blender written in its instructions? <laughs> Maybe it updates as the times update automatically. It's a magic book. That's why I was it, like, <laughs> maybe this is Wikipedia. <laughs> It updates based on the the people that have access to the book and put shit into it. <laughs> and he talks about how this potion it's it does wonders, and I'm like, I'm thinking back to last episode we watched with his uh, over hundred wives. At least one of them took the potion, right? <laughs> well, you think back to on the the first episode, he tries to create the potion to change himself. Yeah, for a costume, <laughs> and he failed horribly. And he's like, "Well, that didn't work." Uh, in this episode, then he's like trying to make a love potion, and and you would think though, with how old he's supposed to be, he wouldn't need mm-hmm. the damn book to freaking figure out how to do the love potion. If you well, know, it's like us with our you know um, modern uh, memory problems. Like, how many people remember phone numbers anymore? I remember the ones I need to remember. <laughs> My wife's that's 911 <laughs> and my wife. Because <laughs> those and are the like two five people. childhood homes that I no longer live in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're disconnected or there's somebody's yeah. cell phone number now. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um 
yeah his lab man i still love his the the information about his lab um but i i find all the gags that he does in the lab even with the book and everything like i was looking for strings or whatever um because they they would use different techniques back then i was like this is really good Mm-hmm. especially like i was playing on a 4k tv through a 4k player and i was like how am i not seeing anything like any little discrepancies or anything like that with it it was really cool to uh to be able to watch that and um get through with it i know you said like your your dad last time was it your dad or your grandpa has your uh, copy of the monsters oh, right my now. dad okay so you're watching it through the amazon are those a copy itunes are itunes are those copies pretty good right now or yeah are I, they? yeah the quality is pretty pretty damn good yeah yeah i'm really surprised because a lot of times back in the day these shows weren't necessarily made to for playback like they would play on tv and that's it um Mm. so to be able to have the whole catalog of of all these shows like this lucy all that stuff is awesome uh yeah unlike our british counterparts who lost a lot of their 60 shows yeah well a lot of these too it was like you just got what we have for some of these older shows you got whatever the news stations or the TV stations kept recording and that's it. Mm. And it was usually on tape. <laughs> uh, anyways, that was a little history lesson for that. Um, if people don't realize moving forward, I do work in the industry, in the f- entertainment industry. So there will be some tidbits here and there. I toss out for no damn reason. <laughs> and they're much appreciated. Um, At so least back- by me. <laughs> the back to my fair monster uh, uh we get the uh mailman talking to the neighbor oh uh, yes yes about how the neighborhood went downhill since the monsters move in which is how i feel when we moved into our house <laughs> well this neighborhood's gone to shit we live here now <laughs> um so so this is another one of those subtle things that I, I enjoyed that they did too. Cause the way these two, the the male person and the neighbor were talking and like how she's putting up like an electric fence, <laughs> like what in the sixties, you're doing the electric fence. Damn. Like, uh, uh, but like how they're talking about the monsters was, which is interesting when we get to yeah. the backyard. Yeah. Well, I mean, you already see in a wide before the mailman gets up there that there's already a uh, a chain link fence with barbed wire at the top, kind of like a prisons do. But the char- the barbed wire, it, it's pointing towards the monster's house, which makes it seem like the monsters put it up to keep people out. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, it's hard to climb. <laughs> Maybe keep people in. <laughs> this isn't the Adams family. Chill, bro. <laughs> um, but no, I I really liked the subtle like, um, uh, uh, uh oh, shoot, what's the word I'm looking for, Tivis? Um, contrast, I guess. No, let's go with a different word. Let's just say I really like the subtlety of how they they talk about the monsters as like they're they're completely different people. They're weird people because they look differently. And it's just that their way of touching on 
you know, different subjects back in the sixties, such as like race and gender and all that stuff like that, which is really cool. Like, I mean, you see it a lot with this, you saw it with star Trek all the time. Um, you see it with a lot of different shows. So it was cool to see it being utilized in this way, but with monsters. Uh, I know X-Men did it. I'm not freaking stupid. <laughs> um, but to see it with monsters in that time frame too, at that point was really cool to see. Uh, as far as a freaking electric fence, bro, that still confuses me. <laughs> It's just like, and the mailman has garlic so they know yeah. that there's some Draculas living in there well he says he wears it to ward off evil spirits and stuff I'm like um okay but yet he's never been over to their place so because he's saying he's finally has to deliver the first package so I'm like yeah. um okay man you go, you do you uh, yeah from this, I believe we go back to yeah. the kitchen where Lily is making oatmeal and Grandpa's not too happy about it, which I can sympathize with because I also do not care for oatmeal. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, Eddie so, is in the cabinet because he's just in things now. That's what he does. Yeah, it's weird because he's supposed to be more werewolf, which would be which dog so there there is a a re i think there's a reason for it this episode uh which i'll get into in a a, a bit but it's weird oh. like i don't know I, i've never had a dog who actively wanted to be in a cabinet <laughs> yeah we had one who loved the space under our, uh, my grandparents coffee table until she got too fat to fit under it <laughs> okay um but, uh, yeah so they, they do the 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 oatmeal thing yeah and is, uh is lily got her plate ready he's she's like oh yeah it's over there he's like you know i'm just slyly gonna dump this into it yeah and then we see um lily come or lily uh, marilyn marilyn comes out and she's like well i'm gonna go and i'm not gonna basically eat any yeah, of this i'm just food. gonna grab a coffee on the way yeah. to school or whatever so then um lily ends up dumping the whole all the plates back into the main because yeah, it's getting brew. cold so she's just yeah. warming it up because oatmeal is like that it's just mush yeah <laughs> And she puts it back into the main brew and stirs it back up, and which then makes the love potion that Grandpa created uh, into all of it. I, I feel yeah. it shouldn't be as potent though because it's being yeah, mixed it's more in. spread out. So it which shouldn't is probably be, why it wears off. Maybe, maybe. Um, so then, of course, Herman eats it. Lily eats it. Uh, Eddie eats it. For some reason Grandpa doesn't eat it though he doesn't like oatmeal what if spot would have ate it <laughs> and, and then uh we start to dive into um the mailman finally comes over and like basically just falls in love with uh lily monster monster um which i mean why wouldn't you anyways <laughs> like she's a total babe and uh and I don't understand. That's the thing. I guess because it's not in color, we don't necessarily see all the the 
the defects or whatever they supposedly put on her for this. Like she's just supposed to be blue, I guess. There's like no no real color to her, blue or pale. So I'm like gingers are hot too, so why can't she be like <laughs> Then they get into talking about how they need yeah. to start socializing more and getting along or get meeting the neighbors, yes. which is something I'm sure all of us like I'm I'm a pretty uh, social butterfly. But even I'm like, I don't know if I want to talk to these people. Yeah, which we also we we do, talked about this in the last episode where we were trying to figure out if they were social or not. And they knew it. So yeah. this, in this episode, they actually admit that they're not very social in the community. Although in the opening credits, uh, Herman does come out with a briefcase. So I'm confused. Like, what does he do for work? Like, does he work or does, does he, he just carry it around out of habit? Right. Or does he like, cause in, I think it's this episode or the episode three where he's just like, well, I have to go out and scare up the, the money or the rent. I have to go up and scare up the rent. I'm like, so wait, is he actually scaring people for money? Like, does he like work in a haunted house or like where, where what's going on? Like, what does he do? It I'm sure we'll find out like, throughout the show, but yeah. Landlord, this house is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It raises some questions, but we'll, we'll get cross that bridge. We'll get there. Yeah yeah okay um so we we get uh her lily uh gets the mailman and falls in love with her basically and then just like Uh, which gets freaky garlic doesn't work on vampires in this what's oh i got a little no go on go on go on on. for yeah Talking about neighbors, because uh, Herman goes out back to, and he sees his neighbor out there doing some gardening or whatever, and he yeah. s- decides to strike up a conversation, which is where the love potion hits her on him. And yeah, oh, a couple weeks ago now, uh, we had my wife comes up to me because uh, I'm here in my office. I just wrapping up a D and D session, and she goes, "There's some guy outside our window." What the f- what are you talking about? So I looked down, it's our neighbor. He's extending his fence and decided to come over to get the, uh, you know, leveler, the laser leveler from yeah. our angle and just standing outside our dining room window. Like rude, weird, weird people. <laughs> Neighbors are weird. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, I decided to share that. I don't know why. <laughs> interesting. Um, don't live don't live in an HOA, guys. Those are the weirdest neighbors. <laughs> so let's move forward with uh so that's where um Herman gets the, the neighbor falling in love with him. And then this this goes on for a minute. And as this is going on, like we see we're seeing like the mailman trying to f- head, fall head over heels. Is that, is that the right ter- terminology? Yeah. Um, yeah. Over, over Lily. Then we get a quick glimpse of um, Eddie running from all the this like crowd of girls from his school or something. I, I mean, I'm assuming it's from his school. Um, so, uh, if you notice, the footage seems a little sped up. Yeah. It's because it was uh, this whole they they shot this not only did they reuse the second unaired pilot uh-huh. they had to reshoot all of eddie's scenes because they decided 
after they filmed it, they wanted to give him a widow's peak. This is the only scene that remains where he doesn't have. I think that's why he's also in cabinets a lot. This one. Mm. Well, you could also say that, you know, the girls got to him and messed his hair up. Yeah. So there's always a way around it. Yeah. That's kind of cool though. It's interesting Uh, to see how much that uh, I, I will be interested to see how much they used of the pilot when we get to that pilot episode so yeah uh and uh so you know lily and herman break away from their lovers yep and go inside and they're like i mean we're good looking people right and they look at a mirror and it breaks which is again unintentional but it happened last episode when uh, herman Herman looked in the mirror on yeah. the way out of the uh, masquerade ball. It cracked. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, they end up going to grandpa because they have no clue what the hell to do. So yeah. <laughs> they go to grandpa and they're talking to him or no grandpa finds out first by from, uh, from Marilyn. Cause Marilyn comes in super happy that she's got a date and yeah, that yeah, the, guy the guy likes, likes her. her. And he's like, well, I might have had a little hand. And she's yeah, like, well, I didn't eat that never shit. fails. <laughs> yeah. And that's the one scene. That's the first time I noticed how how long, elongated they made Grandpa's nose right in there. Which he has a prosthetic that is thrown away after this episode. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, I was like, I don't remember his nose being like that all the time. And this scene, because they do a side shot. It's a very elongated mm-hmm. and bent downward, almost like oh, a yeah. witch's nose would be um, like a, you know, so uh, she's like, well, I didn't eat any of that. And then Herman and Lily uh, find grandpa bust through and who like, what's going on? <laughs> like, where are we? Do- can we help? Um, and then it just wears off. Correct. If, if I'm not. It just wears yeah, off. After a certain amount of time, it, you get grandpa who, uh, he's like, he, you know, he's not a good person. Yeah. He's basically promoting, uh, you know, uh, tricking someone into liking you through yeah. drugs. And uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, it's one, there's no better way to say that. But it, It's 100% the, uh, the love potion number nine storyline. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't. I, I connect with him for how much he wants his uh, granddaughter to be happy. Yeah, yeah. It, it hit everything that Grandpa ends up doing is to try and do better, but it always mm-hmm. comes down with a you know a comedic crash. Um, yeah. Again, as I said in the first episode, if this was a drama, this stuff could be really entertaining, but I would never want that. <laughs> And uh, it still is entertaining too. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> the, uh, the the mailman and the neighbor both end up inside their house, to which leads to a Scooby Doo like chase throughout the the manor. Yeah, which is amazing considering Scooby Doo came five years after this. So I wonder how much influence this had on the creators of that show. Yeah. I feel that this show influenced a lot of things moving forward within mm-hmm. not just animation, but like even the Adams family moving forward, you see the changes that they made too. And, for and sure. I'll even say the, the, the soundtrack, like yeah. the music they decided that's, that's very Scooby-Doo like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you ever heard the, uh, well, we can get into that later, but there's actually a song 
a lyric song that goes with their instrumental too oh yeah so that's that's interesting i uh, i have the lyrics and stuff i was like reading them i was like oh that's cool nice um so uh, the during the, this can we do chase i just yeah. want to point out how much of a gentleman herman is because he runs into the mailman who is after his wife yeah picks him up and dusts some dirt off and apologizes <laughs> oh man it's i i really wanted to see herman knock him out <laughs> <laughs> oh man and uh i was waiting for one of them to run into the room with spot too like during this whole thing mm-hmm. it been yeah, they they interrupt grandpa who is reading a floating book above his head which is something i wish was just possible because as someone who reads before they fall asleep i can't tell you how many times i've nearly broke my nose with my ipad uh, <laughs> um don't read like that, Timus. Uh, so I can't help it. It's, it's just... <laughs> Do you have anything else on the Scooby Doo type chase or the Monster chase? It's now the Monsters chase. It's not even the Scooby Doo chase anymore. Yeah, the Scooby Doo's uh, just perfect, perfected it. The Monsters started it. <laughs> yeah, secret passages and stuff. Uh, I love it. Which I also <laughs> think I, I do feel though that that chase style that you're talking about, like mm-hmm. I love Lucy did that stuff too things like that before it just wasn't like a horror esque themed. This is more like, you know, cause it has the monsters and stuff like that. That's the reason you probably think of it as like a Scooby-Doo chase more so. Yeah. But I like Lucy did it all the time and everything. Like it was just a comedic element that they played on and Scooby-Doo just perfected it and made it a thing. So yeah. Interesting. A uh, little fact. Um, so then uh the eventually i guess the serum just wears off while yeah, they're grandpa in front of each the, other uh, yeah, grandpa breaks the fourth wall by staring directly at the camera is like this is gonna wear off and i don't want to be around yeah he breaks the fourth wall a few times yeah um, and so did uh, uh uh another guy in the next episode we're gonna talk about so yeah yeah he does um <laughs> and then uh the 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 people come to and realize oh shoot like i shouldn't be here what am i doing um, i got a little uh goof here uh-oh. for you that was caught on film yeah uh when the neighbor lady comes to and drops herman uh-huh. from her arms you could actually see his wig pop off for a split second huh I'll have to check that one out again. Go back and see. Um, so yeah, I I don't know what what else was there. So they come to, uh, they say the rest of the episode basically ends with the mailman and the neighbor, right? Because yeah, grandpa, they, uh, they oh, make grandpa get rid of the potion. <laughs> he dumps it in the neighbor's cabbage. <laughs> yeah, which she then makes a stew for the mailman. It was really weird. The 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 setup though between the mailman and the neighbor before they even ate any of the potion that yeah at it that seemed point. like they were digging each other yeah I'm pretty sure I, i'm not sure if that was her husband or the gardener in an earlier scene oh she might be single uh, <laughs> um you never see anything else with uh eddie and the other girls though so no. oh, God knows if that wore off or not. <laughs> um, 
And then you just end on the neighbor and the mailman basically get, gonna hook up, and uh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. So that was episode two. Um, that aired the My Fair Monster, and yeah. uh, guest stars include yeah. uh, John Fielder as the mailman, Claire Car- Carleton as the neighbor, uh, and Edward Mallory as Jack. Okay. Who uh, people of soap operas will know because he's uh, been in uh, Days of Our Lives and directed a ton of General Hospital and Young uh, Young and Restless. Awesome. And by ton, I mean like one or two. Oh, <laughs> he's like ton, a ton, <laughs> one. <laughs> I forgot my notes before I read them. <laughs> ton rhymes with oh, one, so we're going with it. <laughs> the Raven, who gets his, you know, appearance and is yeah. uncredited, but they replaced the last person who does the Looney Tunes voices, whose name I'm forgetting, with uh, Bob Hastings or Hostings. Hastings, yeah, yeah, yeah. From uh, is the Commissioner Gordon of uh, the DC animated Batman? Yes. Wait, from the uh, '90s animated? Yep. Batman the Animated Series. Wait, and Bob Justice Hastings League. or Bob Haskins? Hastings. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who is also uncredited for some reason. Huh. Okay. Um, I have nothing else. I have no more notes on this, uh, this episode. And uh, just that it was named after the Broadway musical My Fair Lady. That's My <laughs> Fair Lady. But that seems pretty obvious. So that's why I didn't say. Yeah. Till now. Uh, going into the next one. Episode oh, oh, three. Did you enjoy this one? We should say our thoughts. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, I'm also a fan of uh, Love Potion number nine. So I got to see where mm-hmm. the movie took its, you know, somewhat of its inspiration from. If that's where they got it from, I'm sure there's there's been tons of different um ones from the song based off the song so yeah i enjoyed the episode uh, i enjoyed the acting i enjoyed uh seeing more of grandpa's lab for sure in this one yeah. you get to see a lot more of it so yeah um yeah I, I i enjoyed it as well i think as a pilot i could it definitely felt like more of a first episode than the first episode but i think yeah. i like how they did it, it the way they did instead better yeah. So a uh, little information, like, cause they did this stuff in the sixties a lot. Um, the pilot for Star Trek also, um, the original series, what they, they shot that. And then of course they changed it because Captain Kirk was never in the pilot of that one. Um, it was Pike and uh, uh, Spock. So what they ended up doing with that pilot is they broke it up into pieces to go into other episodes that they filmed and all that. So kind of like this, where they just took what some footage they had, because I mean, it's like they have the footage, they spent money on it. You got to use it somewhere. Otherwise, it's we just wasted, you know, whatever amount. Yeah. on it. See, that's 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 not nice. uh, Doctor Who didn't do that. They had a pilot, but it was just thrown away well it's not thrown away it still exists somehow yeah. even though many things don't from yeah. that show uh so kind of like the power rangers one which 
has not got a public release as far as i know the, uh, it's just kind of forgotten about the original mighty morphin pilot yeah yeah i don't i don't know if i've seen that one i have seen the pilot for um oh shoot now i'm now i'm blanking on it it was oh for buffy buffy the vampire slayer the original pilot oh my gosh <laughs> so different and they had a completely different actress as willow and that's a whole nother show to talk about that <laughs> so um let's move we in have to get started on episode two yes <laughs> we're running a little behind let's start on episode uh, two walk on the oh. mild side Aired October 8th, 1964, written right. by Norm Liebman and Ed Haas again, directed by Norman Abbott. All right. Okay. Um, do you have any other information for this or should I go into the synopsis? Uh, that's all I got for now. All righty. So the synopsis for episode three, Walk on the Mild Side. Suffering from insomnia caused by high, elect- by high electrical bills. Herman begins going on midnight walks, which leads the locals to freak out about a monster terrorizing the park. Meanwhile, Grandpa invents an enlarging machine in order to help Eddie grow taller. Dun, 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 dun. (laughs) All right. So what we got for this episode, man? Dude, I love the opening to this one with uh, Lily coming down the stairs with the uh, candle. What is that? Candelabra? Is that what they're called? Oh, with the the like the candle chandelier type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And she goes, and it's like from uh, Frankenstein with the fire. Uh, you see Herman just freaking. Ah, and she turns the light on, and he's there with the bills. Yeah, the <laughs> candelabra like, oh, is what it's so called. Relatable candelabra. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, and and you see again this is another thing i'm sorry i'm gonna keep bringing this up if you don't tivis i love like the 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 realism that they put in this with mm-hmm. making it funny like i mean he's freaking out about an electrical but you're frankenstein's monster and you're freaking out about an electrical bill and, and then he gets the attitude like it's it's funny too because i also have um in-laws that live on my property and um i we we have these conversations about the electrical bill and this kind of emulates it with grandpa's using all the electricity (laughs) i love uh the line well why doesn't he move his lab to the attic there's more light yeah (laughs) i love that one oh no it's not that he said why doesn't he move his dungeon to the lab that's what it was yeah because because it makes it, it's, it makes it a little funnier because he's like dungeons are usually underground and yeah um <laughs> yeah because he he's always doing so and and i love the lab sorry guys <laughs> i'm gonna build that lab in my garage by the way <laughs> i look forward to seeing that um so episode three what do i have down his notes oh uh, yeah i just I wrote down basically I love the PSA stuff that they they do and the uh the money stuff again um the mysterious person being seen in the area Yeah. Um we're also saying father-in-law. I'm saying father-in-law because we don't know if grandpa is <laughs> related to them in any no, way by the way. We just know Lily is a vampire and so is he. So so we're assuming it's, you know, not his daddy. <laughs> it's his mama's daddy. No, his wife's daddy. There, there we go. Uh, 
Um, Eddie is in the cabinet again. Again, yes. Um, and then, as you were saying, uh, yes, we do have like the mysterious uh, walk in the park stuff. Herman decides he's going to take walks in the park at night to get over the stress so he can sleep. Um, even though in previous episodes they said they don't really don't sleep, sleep at much. night. So I'm, yeah. Again, continuity thing there, but eh, who cares? Uh, but the people who live around the park are seeing a seven foot. I think they said he's seven foot tall. Nine foot, nine foot, uh, tall, nine foot tall, uh, weird looking person walking through the area. So yeah. naturally they're concerned. Yeah, it was a nine foot tall green guy with yellow eyes or something. I forget the color of eyes. Red, that they yellow, said. Something like that. Yeah. Um, when in reality, and they, they think it's, uh, the person who's attacking because so what happens is there is a person attacking people in the park. Oh yeah. And we see that almost immediately. And You see it almost immediately, but Herman is also in the park at the same time. And the per, the people don't see the attacker. They see Herman and automatically just a purse snatcher, by the way. Yeah, the attacker's just person, even though he like grabs them by their throats and stuff, like their necks, he puts them in chokeholds. I'm like, um, okay. And we're just playing this off as a joke. Cool. Uh, but no, it goes into like like another subtle thing. Like, you know, if something Don't bad happens, how... you judge in the first person you see because yeah. he looks like he's very um that, that old uh, uh adage, don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. Or a person. Um, so you got a lot of that going on in this episode for sure, uh, where they're just judging him based on or assuming things just based on his appearance. So, yeah, I I really enjoyed that. And um, so let's move along with the episode. You want to go into I believe we cut to Grandpa's lab again where... He makes is grandpa supposed to be Tesla because he talks about Edison stealing the light bulb from him. Maybe he could have been at one point. Yeah, I know Tesla didn't make the light yeah, bulb. Yeah, he but didn't. Yeah. Edison stole from Tesla. So well, yes and no. Uh yes and no. Um uh we're not going to get into that argument here. <laughs> Edison Edison just used the same stuff that te- I guess. Yeah. So, yes, I will say yeah, I will concede <laughs> and say yes. Edison did technically take Tesla's idea and just put it to better use where Tesla couldn't get it to use because he didn't have the funds to do so. Um, yeah, let's just. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Say it. Say it. Just get out right now. um, I believe Grandpa's (laughs) talking about how he needs more electricity, which all in my head, I'm just got uh, Tim, the tool man, Taylor, more power. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Then we cut to the uh, police station, which while Herman's walking through the park, he passes a, a drunk guy who climbs a light pole to get a better look. This guy is still drunk the next morning. Yeah. Uh, that, that's that's a sign of a real problem. Uh, usually you sober up. Mm, usually. But uh, they're all there. The lady who got her purse snatched, they're like, you got to do something. There's this, you know, 
a creepy guy walking through the park. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, which she makes no mention of the purse snatcher at all. Yeah, no, they don't talk about the purse snatcher at all. They don't talk about Choker at all. They literally just talk about him because they saw him there in the park. You know, mm-hmm. he was the green guy wearing the hoodie. Um, so <laughs> that's that's just who they are picking. You know, the the one guy that doesn't that looks shady, basically, or looks mm-hmm. off, or doesn't look like any of them, and they're picking them, and that's no, the, what they're going with. The uh, the they order more uh, patrols through the park at night. Yeah. And, Which, uh, I'm like, why are all these fucking people in the park at two in the morning, bro? Like, <laughs> which park is this? Aren't parks supposed to be closed? I, I will say, I, I do enjoy taking walks at night. And, you know, the later or earlier you go, depending on how you look at your days, mm. uh, the, the, the more peaceful it is. Yeah. Uh, generally, you can't go to a park because you're not supposed to be there after sundown. but it's still nice to walk around a neighborhood <laughs> and I'm sure when I first moved into my house, the people were wondering who is this new strange person walking around my neighborhood at night. Yeah. I used to walk around all the time at night. I don't care. <laughs> uh, but we get back to the uh, couch with, uh, I think Herman trying to read a newspaper again, a loud boom. And they're like, what was that? Oh, it's just grandpa with his experiments, which is a running gag throughout this episode. Yeah. He's just constantly Uh, doing something. They go down and we find out what his invention is with Eddie. And it's actually a really good idea. Uh, He wants to use an enlarging ray to make food bigger to, you know, help save money around the, the house. Yeah. Which, you know, world hunger yeah no he just wants to save money or make money one of the two (laughs) one of the two save some money help around the house uh eddie wants to be taller um Mm -hmm. just a little taller he ends up shrinking eddie which Uh, when i first saw the 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 larger ray my first thing to remind is like are we about to get honey i shrunk the kids (laughs) right hey they might have taken some ideas from that um the alarginator from uh phineas and ferb (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh so yeah he shrinks him and the the cg for this was or the the visual effects was for this wasn't that bad like you no, see like no. uh at least i did on my viewing um the there was like a a section that was a little more transparent on, on it which is just the film overlaid and being transparent for it to get eddie down there so mm-hmm. um yeah, I, I enjoyed that. It was uh it was really cool to see. I mean for the sixties, I mean I yeah, we had Star Trek doing it all the time with the teleportation, but yeah, it's cool. Um before he shrinks in though, we do cut back to the police station, which uh the commissioner finally shows up and the chief is ashamed that he loves his pet for some reason. You'd never be ashamed of your pets. They're family. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's um, my only comment on that. I know the chief uh, is weird. The chief, the chief of the police is weird. Uh, 
in the whole episode, like he's he acts like when they're describing the attacker as like a nine foot green person, like I thought he was just going to go back in and not like take it serious. But then he does take it serious. I'm like, wait, what? What are we doing? Like, you're actually calling that shit in? Why? Why are you calling that in? <laughs> it was weird. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on at the police station, the park, and then the stuff with uh, Grandpa at home in this episode. So the next bit of uh, stuff takes place simultaneously. Uh, Herman decides he can't take the noise anymore because, again, there's another loud boom. And oh, what was that? They shake the whole house that time yeah. and the next time. <laughs> Which he shouldn't be that surprised whenever he slams his fist or stomps his foot, the house shakes. This is a sturdy ass house. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, he's like, you know, I, what was that? Grandpa's experiments. I can't take this anymore. I got to go for a walk. She's like, yeah. what about the night thing? He's like, oh, it's not real. <laughs> so <laughs> he goes walking. Uh, Grandpa does shrink the kid. Yes. Uh, he's sucking so much power that the light poles in the park begin to dim. Uh, the cops see Herman and like go after him. Yeah. Next thing we know, him. uh, Herman is back at the house, you know, again, Scooby-Doo barricading the door. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like, the monster's real. It's got two heads and four arms, four blue arms. Blue. <laughs> yeah. He just says it's four blue arms. <laughs> it doesn't even yeah. say it's wearing anything. Yeah, it was it was interesting. It was funny. Um, I I enjoyed that moment, and then like they're going through the whole thing. Eventually, like don't they don't they say he he has to go back out? Right? Is that to to? Oh no, it was um Marilyn is at the park on a date. Yeah, yeah, That's she goes out, and he's like, I have to go save her. Yeah, um, but before that, we get the commissioner's back, and I didn't really I I don't know about you, but. He, this guy, it's played by Barry Kelly, and I don't think he did a good job. Of the commissioner? Yeah, he wasn't that interesting of a character. He's kind of dead. He kept man. looking at the camera and doing like, I don't know yeah, if he spiking. was supposed to, I don't know if he was supposed to do fourth wall breaks, but he was always doing them. Which is, it was pretty common with 60 shows, though. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, the a piece of the ceiling is coming down for some reason i think that might be a metaphor possibly for the chief's job uh the shit hit the ceiling and the ceiling's falling on top of him now yeah <laughs> but uh so the grandpa decides to get eddie back to normal he needs even more electricity mm. uh which is causing the electricity to go haywire everywhere the lamp poles in the park start the light all uh the not just the light bulbs the glass blow yeah uh i think just proving how magic and technology shouldn't mix uh, <laughs> and the cops don't seem worried about technology is magic <laughs> I, the cops don't seem worried about this draw to this one house yeah. at all no they they don't really do a whole lot to figure anything out um they just let it go the 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 chief is more worried about dressing as a woman to get attacked in the park um, yeah w w this comes later first we got oh it does it yeah a little bit later okay. not, not quite yet Dang, um, i thought i was right they, there uh talk about 
Oh, okay. The lamp poles didn't break yet, but he's still yeah. fucking with electricity. Uh, Grandpa, again, we get the joke. You know, what's that noise? It's Grandpa's experiments. I can't take this. Grandpa's not the homeowner. Apparently, neither is Herman either. But like, just tell him to go knock it off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we also get a spots terrifying shadow again. Uh, he even scares Herman. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Which I was a nice touch. Then we find out about. Did they say not to let Spot in the house in the very first yeah, episode? Yeah, because he eats the sofa. <laughs> uh, then we get the whole thing with the commissioner coming in and the chief, like, I have a great plan. And he's like dressing up as a woman. Yeah. Like Looney Tunes style. Yeah. Uh, and Meryl is there. So Herman's like, I have to go save her from the monster. So as he's out there. It reminded uh, me, so it did remind me of uh, Ed Wood's film, Glenn or Glenda, when the chief was dressing up, um, which a lot of people, if you've watched like the, what, uh, Seed of Chucky, you see like glimpses of Glenn and Glenda in there with uh, with um, his son split in the two but yeah I, as soon as i saw him dress up because it's in black and white and everything i was like oh a glenn and glenda reference awesome yeah. <laughs> uh, ed wood is also a fun director for his 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 works before his porn stuff we'll say <laughs> like <laughs> so, yeah. uh, i don't know where to go from that but uh, you can only go up <laughs> well let's go back to the park where herman is trying to find Marilyn. yes uh and the uh the chief is there he sees herman and then the purse snatcher comes for him it, or no he doesn't see herman at all herman walks by then the chief shows up and the purse snatcher attacks the chief like herman should just whatever his job is if he has one yeah. he should just be a vigilante because he just takes that guy, the purse snatcher, out, ties yeah, him he, to the tree. He doesn't even take him out. He just picks his ass up. Like, and looks at him. He's like, hey, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, yeah. Um, and the, that's when the cop's wig falls off because he mm -hmm. sees Herman. Oh, yeah. So the <laughs> wig blows off. Strange and, bald woman. Yeah. <laughs> And then um, we get a fade out or Herman hooks him to the tree and uh, fade out to the house. Herman's back at home telling the story at the dinner table. It, it reminded me of everybody loves Raymond at this point because nobody mm -hmm. freaking believed him. Like grandpa didn't believe him. He's like, you don't have to make stuff up. It just yeah. reminded me of Ray's dad from everyone loves uh, Raymond. It, he also wants up. <laughs> Sorry, the cat just knocked over a pop can. Uh, uh, he wants Herman's uh, pancakes. Yeah. It's, it's like, just give, give, give me them. Like, you've been nothing but a jerk this whole episode. And you want the pancakes? Yeah. Okay. His cat's yeah. going crazy. His spot. She just knocked it across the room now. So. <laughs> But yeah, uh, he just wanted Herman's pancakes, and then Herman's like, he like makes his pancakes hover over to 
Grandpa, grandpa yeah. makes his helper over to his plate. Which, <laughs> I gotta say, like, what? Herman doesn't even notice when he's like, oh, where'd they go? Oh, Grandpa has pancakes again? Yeah. No, he doesn't see that at all. And neither does Lily. Like, yeah. she should know better. Uh, Herman just takes this, like, a spoonful of syrup off of his plate and eats yes. that. And then he's like, all right, I'm done. Because, yeah. yeah, I'll just take it. He's, Herman is such a great guy. He doesn't complain very often. Yeah. Um. They, uh, even though he was complaining this whole episode, <laughs> this whole episode was nothing but complaints. Um, yeah. So going forward from there, you just go back to the police station where the guy or no, they read the paper, um, yeah. s- showing Herman's story was true. Um, yeah, the unknown, uh, assistant who yeah. refuses to come forward. Yep. Yep. And then, uh, then we go back to the police station where they're giving the chief a medal, excuse me, a medal. And then, uh, then the guy's like, so you really don't know who helped you? And he's like, well, I saw him. I don't know who it was. And he's like, well, what did he look like? Well, about nine, nine feet tall, tall. <laughs> green skin. And then you see him like off in like shit duty, uh, where, wherever he was supposed to be. I don't even know. Oh yeah. After that one comment, the commissioner sends him out in the fucking desert. Yeah. Like, this guy's a jerk. It's like, what? What is going on? Um, you're just giving him a medal, and for yeah. one comment, like because he made the comment, like you're just gonna. It, that part didn't make sense, even for a comedy thing. I was just like, why? Like Me. he sent he he won, like he got you what you wanted. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. And then uh, we cut to Herman finally asleep uh, because. He took a giant sleeping pill, but not actually. Yeah. Uh, Grandpa yeah. enlarged it and dropped it on his head. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, knocked him out. So apparently yeah. he can get knocked out super easily. Um, yeah. So I. Uh, that's the end of the episode, too, right? They just fade to black yeah, from there. Well, fade to credits right there afterwards. After Grandpa explains that. Um, what did you think of this episode, man? Uh, this one I had a lot of fun with. Yeah. Yeah. This is I, a, I love the opening with the fire bit. Actually, you know, him freaking out about bills. <laughs> yeah. This was a really good episode. I enjoyed a lot of uh a lot of the elements to it, not only with like real like things that still go on today, um yeah. and are very prevalent, but with everything else in the like the the comedy elements were on point like herman and grandpa like they know where to hit those spots at to to Mm -hmm. get get the uh right beats of comedy in there it's something i wish i learned (laughs) ever uh, because i suck at comedy um and uh yeah it's it, it was a really good episode i love the the that that we got different sets in this one. It wasn't just the house and the lab, you know, it wasn't the living room and the lab. We got more sets. So you, you want to talk about uh different sets. The yeah. uh, the last uh the last shot in the show of Herman uh-huh. knocked out. That's actually a set piece from uh, Lost in Space. From from which which piece? Lost in Space where Herman's uh I Ooh. believe it's meant to be the laboratory, but it's actually a Lost in Space stuff. Oh, cool. I was starting to think that the last, the desert scene that they showed us at the end, I was like, is that a Star Trek thing? Like, because it looked like one of their like alien planet 
one sets. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't sure. Um, but it could have been eventually. So who knows? That might have been the lostness. One of the last scenes used lost in space. That might have been that the might have been the desert one then. Yeah. I yeah. thought the laboratory looked a little different, but it might just be a different angle. I mean, it could have been Star Trek too, because Trek didn't come out until 66, which the show was ended by then. So they could have just recycled sets anyways, all over the place. Lost oh, in yeah. Space was what? I mean, the, the friggin' rock where Kurt fights the lizard, the famous scene. I forget the name of it. I'm not a Trekkie. Uh-huh. Uh, that appears in Power Rangers where they meet Ninjor. <laughs> Dude, that rock is everywhere. It's even in Bill and Ted, uh, Bogus Journey. It's where they, I think it's, I, I, I believe it's the same one. It's where they get killed at. Spoilers for Bill and Ted. Uh, We're going off on tangents again. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Some of this might get cut. <laughs> ah, I think people enjoy it. Oh, speaking uh, of tangent, a little. speaking What's of that? tangent, before we finish this episode up, let's go back to our Nikola Tesla and freaking oh, Einstein okay, thing. Okay, alternating current was Tesla's big thing. It was a thing already. Tesla just figured out how to use it in a more appropriate way, and then Einstein still or uh 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 shit <laughs> Einstein. <laughs> <laughs> I keep saying Einstein. Um, <laughs> the, what's his name? Now I'm forgetting names. Uh, Franklin. No. Yeah, right. Franklin. Um, he did the. He allegedly did the kite with the key, but I don't know if that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Might be like the the George Washington's uh, cherry tree. Yeah. I think he did. Well, Tesla worked with him originally, and then he stole his ideas. <laughs> and that's how they started using AC and then DC at the same time, too, in different different capacities. AC, DC, get it? Alternating current, direct current, the band, AC, or DC. The greatest rock band ever. Hell yeah. Uh, anyways... <laughs> We got to get a little history lesson every so often, right? Um, That might get cut. If not, I'm sorry, people. Um, Welcome to the Munsters cast. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. uh, What else you got for me? You know, the episode title is uh, based on the 1962 Oscar uh, nominated Walk on the Wild Side. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, guest stars include uh, Barry Kelly, of course, who I mentioned, uh, Cliff Norton, Larry J. Blake, uh, Harrison Luz, Kate Murtaugh, who is credited as the fat lady who's that's just mean, okay. uh, Almir Sessions, Mike Goron, Jim Grzalski, and the purse snatcher who is uncredited as Paul Baxley, who did stunts for a number of films, including The Godfather, Diamonds Are Forever, and Exorcist 3. Oh, nice. Nice. So, yeah, he's a... The worst Exorcist movie. Well, you um, stuntman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, with... With um, these shows so far, are there a lot of reoccurring guests with these three episodes or no? 
Have you did? So far, I it's want to put just, you on the spot. <laughs> uh, and so far, it's just the the voice of the Raven okay. who changed uh, in the past two episodes. Uh, yep. He's uh, he's back for this one. Um, I'm forgetting his name, Commissioner Gordon. Uh, Bob Hastings. He's back for this episode. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure if they're going to switch back and forth between the two, or if he's going to stay the Raven going forward. Right. Okay. But, so far, that's the only one. Uh, we will eventually meet. Uh, I think there's, I'm not, I'm not 100%, but I'm pretty sure there's some neighbors that will be reoccurring and right. maybe a bank teller. Okay. That might just be from the movie that I'm remembering. Okay. As we said in our introduction to this, uh, I'm not extremely well versed in all of the monster stuff but we I've just love them a bit we, <laughs> yeah, we, we, we like really the monsters but we're not like those people that can tell you hey go to this episode at this second and listen and, to this one line <laughs> you know what if i am wrong about stuff uh, that makes me even happier because it's something I'm not expecting <laughs> right and and you get we're getting to learn i love the fact that we're learning more about these characters, the show, the actors, different things just from the show, especially being able to watch this at the age that we are now, we can definitely see a lot more of what they were putting in there compared to like when we were kids watching this show, you know? Um, so I love it. I love this. I love doing this. This is only episode two of the monster cast. Mm -hmm. And I love doing this with you, man. Um, I've been enjoying it too. Uh, before we end, I just want to yeah. throw a little spotlight on Yvonne de Carlo. Okay. You know, uh, born September 1st, 1922, uh, passed away at the age of 84, January 8th, 2007. Uh, her first acting job was actually uncredited, uh, but she was known as the bathing girl in the 1941 movie Harvard, Here I Come, uh, with her first credited role as Kitty O'Hara in The Kink of Campus short, which was part six of <laughs> Columbia's uh, Glove Slingers comedy okay. series. Uh her last credit is The Barefoot Executive, which came out 11 days after her cameo in the 1995 Here Comes the Monsters movie. Nice. Oh, she was in the Ten Commandments movie from 56. I'm going to have to check yep. that one out again. Um, she was also in, uh, you might have just said this, uh, Tales from the Crypt in 93. Oh, no, I... Did not um, note that, but yeah. One episode. Uh, Tales from the Crypt is another great show. I would love to do a watch through of that. That would be awesome. Oh, yeah. I remember that. That was. And that's that was one good. that you never have to worry about continuity with because it's. No, because they're an anthology. <laughs> so it's awesome. Um, like the uh, Friday the 13th and uh, Nightmare on Elm Street shows. Yeah. Uh, I have all those. <laughs> of course I do. Um <laughs> So any last words, man, before we get out of here uh, again? Well, uh, let me let me finish up with um, telling everyone. Thank you again for tuning in to the uh, uh, Monster cast. And um, if you want to find us on social media, we are on Instagram and Twitter and hopefully Facebook by now um, at the uh, Monster cast at the Monster cast. And uh Check us out there. Give us some likes on whatever platform you're listening to us on or viewing us on. And 
please give us some feedback of what you like, what you don't like. Feedback, comments, everything. Um, dislikes are always welcome. Don't worry about it. It means that we need to improve. And again, this is Just only episode sure two. Just make sure to so, tell hey. us, you know, what you don't like yeah. so that we could try and get better. Yeah, let us <laughs> If you know. just say that, you know, these guys suck, it doesn't really tell us why you're unhappy. <laughs> <laughs> don't be a troll. Be a monster. <laughs> um, so... With that said, Timus, you got any last words for us, man? Uh, well, dungeons are always brighter in the attic. Awesome. And with that said, we will catch you next time when we take another stroll down 1313 Mockingbird Lane. The lesson I want you to learn is it doesn't matter what you look like. You can be tall or short or fat or thin or ugly.